It's the 2019 WWE Elimination Chamber post-show. While all the news and all the highlights, it's the Double Turn Podcast, and it starts right now. everybody it is the post show for wwe elimination chamber 2019 what a show it was it just wrapped up just a moment ago for those of you that did not get a chance to watch it of course it is on the wwe network we'll give you our thoughts we'll give you the news we'll give you the highlights for that show emanating from houston texas on the road to wrestle mania we have a pay-per-view in three weeks in fast lane and then of course we have a pay-per-view a month from then which, of course, is WrestleMania that will be in New Jersey. But before we get there, this is the pay-per-view of tonight. We had seven matches on the card. We're going to get through it. Boss Ross with you. J-Man, how are you, sir? I am here, sir. I am not in spirit tonight. I am here in the flesh, having marked out, uh, what would I say, three different times? Easily. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, we had a good time. We had a good time, and we're here. We're ready to rock. We're ready to roll. We had some vittles earlier. It was good to go. We were watching it here at uh, the studio. Yep. Had a good time, I could say. I'm I'm still a little under the weather myself. Hopefully, I don't get you sick. No, I, I hope not, because I freaking almost died like three weeks ago, so I can't die again. Yeah, let's yeah, let's refrain from that, shall we? That's, that's, yeah, I like being alive. So, I will tell you that uh, I think I could speak for both of us that we were... We we're pretty excited about this pay per view. The card looked pretty solid. Yeah, we had, there were there were two chamber matches. Neither of them uh, looked particularly uh, you know not interesting. True, uh, by any means. There are some years where they just have a chamber match to have a chamber match. Agreed, and not to mention the right match main evented, which is really important for me to say. Uh, that was uh, a sticking point for both of us at the beginning of the show, which was that since there were two chamber matches, they were probably opening the show with one and closing the show with one. That proved to be correct. Uh, the WWE title match in the chamber main evented. Uh, you have a you actually have a very interesting stat that I think people would want to know that actually I even forgot about the actual state of the WWE title at pay per views. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, it, obviously AJ Styles was champion last year for an entire calendar year from November 2017 to November 2018. AJ Styles main evented as WWE champion twice uh he main evented the tlc pay-per-view to close out the year of 2017 versus jinder mahal and then the next time that he main main evented was at fast lane in a six-pack ch- excuse me six-pack challenge versus john cena baron corbin dolph ziggler Sami Zayn, and kevin owens and that match main evented fast lane of last year that was the last time fast lane was last february the WWE title had not main evented a pay-per-view event in one calendar year. Unreal. The most prestigious title in professional wrestling, in sports entertainment, is the WWE Championship, and it has not main evented in its own company in one calendar year. The amount of disrespect that is caused to that championship, the amount of disrespect caused to its former title holder in AJ Styles is unbelievable. But it's cool. I'm here to say that Daniel Bryan saved the day yet again. He became Captain Planet because it was because of him that this match main evented the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and I'm happy as was Bross. Well, here's the thing. 
the biggest title in that company is not on SmackDown. I'm well aware. It's on Raw, and it's with Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. So, until either the Universal title is not on Raw, or actually, yeah, I'll just go with that. Once the Universal title goes comes off Raw and goes to SmackDown and the WWE title is on Raw, mm -hmm. that's when it will be taken more seriously. I got a really interesting question for you. Do you ever think the Universal title will go over to Raw? Because it is, I, I mean... You mean SmackDown? I'm sorry, to SmackDown? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's going to sound funny, but uh, WWE makes a big deal of its colors. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, 205 Live is purple. So it'll be a blue strap. They're going to just change the strap, you Why think? Why not? I'm going to tell you this right now. It'll look horrendous. It already looks terrible with red. I'm, it's, I think it'll look worse in blue. So is this the whole Nakamura complex where he looks even worse with blue pajamas instead of red? Essentially. Fair enough. Okay. Either way. Yes. Remember the reign of terror from your boy, Triple H? How can I forget? You never the, let me live it down. The, the world heavyweight title was more important than the WWE title. It Why? Was, but because you know it was on Raw. True, but at least it was defended every month and it was on TV every week. Look. I'm not fighting with you the fact that Triple H being the champion on TV is better than Brock Lesnar being the universal champion that shows up six times a year. What I'm yeah. saying is, because it's on Raw, mm -hmm. it's taken more seriously. I agree. That's all. I agree. But at the end of the day, it main evented tonight, and the world is all well. By the way, what's also more insulting is that the best wrestler on the planet was the champion for a year, and he main evented with the belt twice. Twice. I mean, it's an, it's it's ridiculous. And that's no disrespect to Daniel Bryan, whom we love on this podcast, by the way. Planet's champion. The planet's champion. Oh, my gosh. His, uh, his video package for when he comes out to his intro this evening <laughs> was golden. It was golden. It had the recycling symbol. It was in green and the hemp color of the title belt. It was all beautiful. It was all very well done. But anyways, this is not disrespect to Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan is one of the best wrestlers on the planet, period. Daniel Bryan is going to be known as one of the greatest wrestlers to ever lace him up. But please note, AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world. And he main evented with that title twice yep. like that doesn't sit well with me it doesn't sit well with boss ross it doesn't sit well with aj styles that's for damn sure it doesn't sit well with more than half the wwe universe why because it's ridiculous kenny omega main evented in njpw how the hell is aj styles not main eventing in wwe well i'll tell you why roman reigns and brock lesnar that's why well let's just let's just make brock it easy lesnar. and just say brock lesnar plus ron smackdown Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, They've I mean, told you everything not on Raw is not important. No, exactly. They've told you that. Yeah, I mean, the the Raw women had to go ahead and be in qualifying matches while the SmackDown women did not. Why? Because there's no competition in SmackDown, quote-unquote. That I mean, that they, they didn't say that, but you might as well take it that way. Anyways, we're going off on rants at the beginning of the show. By the way, also, there are two top stars. Actually, there are three top stars. Two of them are now on Raw, and the other one hasn't been on TV in weeks. That so is, why should we care? That is correct. But you know I realize what? they've been on both shows, but I'm yeah. saying that Becky and now Charlotte are both challenging the Raw, Raw champion. Yes. See what I mean? Because they feel that there's not enough competition on SmackDown. Asuka is nothing, even though she... Listen, this is coming from a huge Becky Lynch supporter, but <laughs> Asuka makes Becky Lynch tap out clean at the Rumble, but she wants Ronda because she's better competition than Asuka, but she lost to the f inferior competition in Asuka. It's... I don't, I don't know. It's backwards. It is backwards. But you know what's not backwards? 
the Double Turn Podcast. And the Double Turn Podcast is here to give you the review and reactions of Elimination Chamber 2019. By the way, I can guarantee you I will be heel on this show. In fact, I can pretty much guarantee you at least 70% of the time I'm probably going to be the heel on this show. That is correct. And for Especially those you, tonight. Yes. For those of you who don't know what a heel is, let me clarify, because we've had a couple of different listeners that are brand new to professional wrestling, sure. and we appreciate that. I'll let your boy, Sophia. Uh, a heel is the bad guy. Face is the good guy. That's all I got to say about that. Go ahead, Ross. So, we had a seven-match card. From Houston, Texas, we had a feeling that, uh, well, actually we knew, but I could have called this weeks ago, that the Cruiserweight title, which is neither a Raw or a SmackDown show, was going to be on the pre-show. Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tazawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, I will admit that it is very hard to care about the character of Akira Tazawa. Yes. He's very good in the ring. Not very good at promos, especially when the Brian Kendrick has to cut promos for you most of the time. True. Although Akira Tozawa does carry something that Shinsuke Nakamura also carries, as well as Asuka, great charisma. Sure. Sure. But yeah. it but doesn't, doesn't make cr- me care anything right. more about him. True. And it, do- I mean, charisma doesn't cut promos. So we were talking about how a lot of times the cruiserweight matches are lots of great action, but they don't really tell a great story. Mm-hmm. And I will admit that I probably jumped the gun. Until the end of the match, which is, if the storyline is that Buddy Murphy is getting exposed every match he wins, then this was a good match. If the idea is someone's finally going to figure out how to beat Buddy Murphy because he barely keeps surviving a lot of these challengers, this was a good match. Or at least the last couple have been that way. Uh, well, yeah, no, I mean, he barely beat Cedric Alexander. Uh, Mustafa Ali pushed him to the limit. Then there was the fatal four-way. Then there was a fatal four-way at the Rumble with uh, Tozawa and Kalisto and Itami. And then again tonight with Tozawa. Right. You know, you're absolutely correct. It either proves one of two things. Either he's just barely surviving or there's a whole hell of a lot of good competition on 205 Live. And I think it's a mixture of both. No, you're right. Um, I'm interested to see what next babyface is going to challenge buddy murphy mm-hmm. because i don't think they need to go down the cedric alexander road again i agree um and i don't know who they're going to turn babyface well i've been telling you for weeks what i believe that they should do is do one of two things and you've agreed with one of them and the other one you kind of want them to do but you're not 100 percent sure if they can pull off one they could go the route of having tony niece uh, be the challenger to Buddy Murphy. Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy have been affiliated over the past uh, few weeks, over the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could see Tony. I mean, uh, we talked about this a little bit. Tony Nese won a great no disqualification match on Wednesday night versus uh, Noam Dar, and it was fantastic. And maybe he can use that as, you know, to catapult himself into being the number one contender. And then you could see a little bit of personal issues between the two because Nice wants what Buddy Murphy has. That's not Alexa Bliss, of course, and you know they could go ahead and do something with that, or they could do this, which I've been telling you this for the past few weeks, is they could have Drew Gulak get inserted into the cruiserweight uh, championship mix. You know, cruiser uh, Drew Gulak has probably the best promo cutting skills in the entire division, and he's got charisma for days. That's a that's a great mix, not just charisma, and no promo skills, or promo skills and no charisma. It's got to be a mixture of both. And you can have Drew Gulak either turn face or you can have Buddy Murphy turn face. Listen, people are starting to get behind Buddy Murphy. Why? Because he's the best cruiserweight in the division. That's an easy recipe to go ahead and get somebody over and have it be an easy recipe for somebody to turn face. 
So before we get too much further, Tozawa pushed him to the limits. Yes, he did. He hit his finisher. And Buddy Murphy kicked out of everything. Buddy Murphy was struggling. For about half the match, Buddy Murphy was literally just trying to hit Murphy's Law. Yes. That was that was the extent of the match was, I can't beat him. He's throwing everything he has at me. I'm just going to try to hit him with my finisher. Mm -hmm. Because finishers are supposed to finish matches. Yes. I'm not saying you can't kick out of finishers. I'm saying most times with finishers, people should not be kicking out of them. Mm -hmm. So he tries for about half the match, which, of course, this went about 13 and a half minutes, so maybe six minutes is too long, but at least a good portion of the latter half of the match he spent trying to get his finisher, Murphy's Law. Yes. It's a good finisher. It's actually very well protected. It is. Finally hits it, rolls him up, pins him. Yeah. Um, Does this mean that uh, maybe we're going to have an instance where we're going to have a multi-man match at WrestleMania? I don't know if we're going to have a match at Fastlane. We may. We may just have another transition match. Uh, will we have a multi-man match involving, you know, Noam Dar or Tony Nese or Drew Gulak or, you know, Damari or Cedric, Cedric Alexander, Alexander Kalisto. or Kalisto or anybody? Yeah, or, I mean, we always we always mention Kalisto, but, you know, there's Let's two other Dorado, regions. Let's Thank you. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I will be very interested to see what their plan is, as we've talked about several times on this show. I am not a fan of belts only changing at big shows. So for all I know and all I care, Buddy Murphy may just retain at WrestleMania. Right. And by the way, I mean, I don't you know what? I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that quote that you just said about titles changing on big shows, it's gonna be a little bit of a theme tonight. It's true. It's very true. We started the night on the official show with the inaugural WWE tag team, the WWE women's. Tag Team Championship match. Not inside. WWE Tag Team Women's Champions. There you go. Thank Thanks, you. Sasha. Thanks, Sasha. I almost did it there, too. WWE I Women's Tag Team Championship in inside an elimination chamber. It's a mouthful. We have the Riot Squad, the Iconics, uh, Nia Jackson, Tamina, Naomi, and... I'm sorry. Yes, Naomi and Carmella, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Mm -hmm. Again, that was a mouthful. That's 12 people. Well done, sir. All vying for the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. We started the match with Sasha Banks and Bailey and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Let's see. Let's go in the order. It was the Riot Squad. It was then the Iconics. Then it was Naomi and Carmella and then Nia Jackson and Tamina. Which we called, too, by the way. So, uh... Setting from the beginning, Sasha Banks and Bailey were beaten down. They are the, by the way, they're only two babyface teams in this match. Yes. Naomi and Carmella and Sasha Banks and Bailey. So the babyfaces, or at least one babyface team, was going to have to fight against the odds. Yeah. So we figured since Sasha and Bailey are fighting from the beginning, that's probably a very good storyline they could go with, right? Mm -hmm. So they're beaten down, they're beaten down. I'll tell you one of the uh, highlights, and there were lots of highlights in this oh, match. Oh, yes, they were. The first pin of the match was easily a highlight of this show. Tell, tell the people what happened, Ross. All tell right, the people so, what happened. So we did not have an elimination until five teams were in. That was about, what, like, it was like almost 15 minutes into the match, It was 17 right? minutes yeah, into the match. Was crazy long. Naomi and Carmella get in. And they performed really well, by the way. Oh, they, they got eliminated first, but they they performed rather well without getting a pinfall. We'll get to some of the spots of this match because I have a feeling most of our time is going to be spent on the uh, chambers tonight. Uh -huh. Even though there were other matches, I'm just guessing. Yeah. So 
the one of the uh, opening spots and one of the opening minutes where you and I really well marked out basically. <laughs> Naomi hits her rear view after jumping from the middle rope on was it Sonia? Uh, no, it was Mandy actually. It was Mandy Rose. Was Mandy that's Rose, right. Yeah. And then Billy Kay rolls up Naomi. Peyton Royce leapfrogs both of them. Hooks the leg with the bridge. Double pin your first elimination by the Iconics. They did their pose. It was awesome. Uh, the the crowd really marked out for that one in a great way. Well, I think I think they wanted every team to really have their moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, even though Naomi and Carmelo were not in for very long before they were eliminated. They still performed really well. I mean, Carmelo dropped a couple super kicks to, to some people, and they looked really, really good. They were great super kicks. So the Iconics getting... A pin, and you know, being First pin. being the being the chicken heels, right? Of course, why not? <laughs> okay, I just have to say this. So I watched this, and I jumped out of my chair. He did, and I jumped up, and I it, it was like as if I had won Game Seven of the World Series. Like it was nuts. I I, I couldn't believe it. You have to understand. No disrespect to Billy Kane and to Peyton Royce. They are the most hilarious bad team in the tag team division at least that's the kind of impression that you will get from wwe for them to get the first pin on a former women's champion mind you is unreal and i laughed and i laughed and i laughed a little bit more and i enjoyed it because they deserved it damn it every let me clarify something here every woman in this championship match even including Carmella and Naomi, even though they've only been a tag team for like two hours, deserve to be in this match. Ev all 12 of them deserve to be here. Well, remember, this is a new division where they basically just plucked people from it to be in it. No, that's let's just point. Let's just say that they're all here for a reason to be in this position. They were groomed for this. That's the word that I should use. They for all them. fit. Yes. Nobody really... Okay. Billy Kay is easily the worst of the 12. Yeah. But she was fine. No, she did a great job. She's fine. She did great for what she was asked to do. I, I shouldn't have said deserve to be here. When I'm, I'll put it to you this way. They all did a great job, and the 12 women that were asked to be in this match were placed there for a particular reason, and they didn't get it wrong. So much like a theme in the men's match that we'll talk about earlier, after the first pin, we kind of had... Rapid pins. Right, it was pinfall. Oh, I'm sorry, ra like it was rapid fire. That's what it was. So, the Iconics were pinned three minutes later by Nyan Tamina with dual Samoan drops. Yep. That's fine. Iconics had their moment. That's fine. So, by that point, now every team's in the match. Mm -hmm. Nyan and Tamina were the last team in. I'll tell you something else. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan actually surprised me tonight. I don't want to say they've been the greenest team because I still think... Peyton Royce is probably more polished as a wrestler than either of the two of them are. But Billy Kay really brings that team down. So, so as a group, mm -hmm. to me, I was interested to see how the Riot Squad would perform with all this other talent that's in the ring that has gotten better. That And without Ruby Riot. Yes. They didn't disappoint. No, they didn't. Uh, Sarah Logan had her moment where she uh, threw someone in the air and headbutted them. I that think was that was really Sasha. Cool. Yeah. Um, Liv Morgan fit very well. She had her uh she had a couple hard slaps. 
She did. In the match, she had a couple of... Uh, she had her insiguri. She had her insiguri. She had a couple DDTs as well. Oh, the moment when they both jumped off the pod. That was sick, too. That was very sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, they lasted quite a while. They did. They didn't get any pinfalls, unfortunately, but they did really well. They didn't, but... Um, they were the next team gone, Nia Jax and Tamina. I should say Jax pinned Morgan after Morgan tried to escape, and mm-hmm. uh, Jax uh, got the top rope Samoan drop, which I never – that move scares me because you you have very little control about how the move ends because, you know, Nia Jax is landing and, like, her neck is right next to the other person's body. I hate that move. There's always danger implied with that move. I just don't like it. But And the other thing is it's Nia Jax hitting it. Look, I get it. Everybody's still upset that she punched Becky in the face, and she has a history of hurting other people. That's I understand the one. that. That's okay, the second that's one. fine. Yeah. There are other people that have a history of hurting other people, and they're and still fine. And I'll call fine. them out too, Brie Bella. I mean, there were so many. Let me just say this: there were times during the Elimination Chamber match that I was very worried for Liv Morgan's safety because she was getting hard knees and hard kicks to the face, and it was bringing me back memories from when Brie Bella just knocked her out a couple months ago on Raw. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit worried. Not gonna lie. And that's not a knock against Nia. It's a knock against anybody. That's they. I I would hope that a more seasoned, more polished wrestler would be allowed to go ahead and pull off those moves. Nothing happened. Everything went according to plan, and there it is. That's all I got to say. I just mentioned that Seth Rollins broke John Cena's nose and ended Sting's career. And hurt Finn Balor. Correct. And he's about to be the Universal Champion. Correct. That's all I'm going to say. That's a beef that I have that I'll discuss on a different day. Burn it down. Cool. Uh, Nia Jackson and Tamita were not long for this world after that, after uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville all pinned Tamina after another high spot in the match, which was uh, Nia Jax was setting up for the Goldberg spot. Yes, for, for, for those of you that don't know, Bill Goldberg was in an Elimination Chamber match in 03. 16 years ago. Back when uh, they brought him in and just he was running roughshod over everybody. Would you like to know where that SummerSlam emanated from? Right here in the PHX, baby. Uh, We used to be called America West Arena, which then became U.S. Airways, which is now Talking Stick. So they did that match, and a month later they were in Hershey, Pennsylvania. At Unforgiven. Hershey hates H. That makes total sense. Carry on, sir. Triple H, I'm just saying. That was the spot where Bill Goldberg speared Chris Jericho through one of the pods when the uh, plexiglass was less forgiving because they were trying to put Goldberg over, which they should have in that pay-per-view, but they didn't. No, they didn't. Uh, So they they tried to kind of do something similar. Uh, Was it with Bailey or Sasha? I think it was Bailey. I think it was Bailey, too. Moves out of the way. Nia goes right into the pod. Knocked herself out. Knocks herself out. Tamina's like... Oh, no. Yep. I'm by myself against the other two teams. Yep. So, finishers galore, and then we uh, and then we get the pin from all four people. So, was Nia cool. Jax was protected. Yes. Tamina got pinned. Nia Jax ran herself into a pod, and her team got eliminated. Right. So, if you're protecting the Nia Jax character, this I'm okay with. There That's you go. fine. No, no, I'm with you. So, the two teams we started with... Ended the match. I was very surprised. I'd, I'd like to ask, who called that? I have a feeling we're going to be, or I should say one of us is going to be patting himself on the back for calls, even though he lost this pay-per-view. I need to give myself some type of positivity, damn it. 
Yes, I did not think that we were going to have the two teams that started finish this match. I figured for sure that that was uh, a, a death knell for the team of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who actually looked very, very good in this match. And, of course, the storyline, which I called. Thank you. you. Yes. No, which I'm, is, I will give you all the credit in the world for which that. Which is, okay, we have the two babyface teams, and you're having one of them start, and mm-hmm. one of them's hurt. Yes. So they're fighting against the odds. They survive. And now they made it to the finals. Yeah. So, Sasha with the bum shoulder. She puts Sonia in her finisher, the bank statement. But her shoulder gives out. She can't put it in all the way. Right. So, showing off her flexibility, she puts her shoulder down. She moves her leg over Sonia's head Looked and gnarly, cranks yo. back with her leg. She was, I mean, she was twisting her ankle in the process, actually. Sonia taps out. Your inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Boss and Hug Connection Congrats of to Sasha, Sasha Banks and Bailey. And, and, uh, and Bailey. Yeah. Congrats to them. By the way, that was right before a spot, which I think was one of the spots of the match. Um, it was... It Sonia was, took the uh, backstabber. She took the backstabber, which then popped her back up and allowed Bailey to hit Bailey to belly. And... Now, Mandy pushed Bailey out of the way, but you could see Sonya still having kicked out prior to Mandy pushing her off. So, basically, Sonya was well protected, even though she was the one that tapped out because she kicked out of that. Like that was that's a, that is the finishing move for that tag team, and she kicked out. And by the way, kudos to uh, Mandy and Sonya, who this time last year were in the Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Women's Title. They were uh, two of the four women that were in last year's Elimination Chamber, along with Sasha and Bailey. And that was the night I bought into Sonya Deville Bill. being on the fast track to being where she is now. Yes. And Mandy Rose, who was still pretty green a year ago, up until now, like she's easily one of the most improved people in that division. By miles. Her she's, and Liv Morgan. She's got the sick running knee. She's got her little power slam she's move actually, that she does. You know, I've, what I've come to realize is they found out what Mandy Rose is good at. Mandy Rose is a power wrestler. That's what she is. Which is funny Which, because you would not expect that. No, you wouldn't because you look at her physique and she looks like a, a she, model. She does. Right? But she's actually incredibly strong along with Sonya Deville. She actually may be the stronger of the women. It's just Sonya's more of the athlete even though she's bigger than she is. But you kind of catch my drift a little bit. It's amazing what happens when you have somebody in there with the, quote, educated kicks that look violent but are very safe. So yes, Bill. absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, these two, uh, they're going to be a tag team to be reckoned with. I will not be surprised if they, at some point in the next couple of months, end up beating Sasha and Bailey for those tag team titles because they do truly deserve a run with them. They really, really deserve it. And a couple of the other teams, obviously, in this Elimination Chamber match deserve a run with those titles. You know, the Riot Squad, the Iconics. Overall, I would say that this match was a success. Oh, no doubt. For sure. Um, I don't remember... I think we talked about this, where we had a tag team elimination chamber match. It was only a couple of years ago. Uh, 2015. And I don't remember that match being great. No, it wasn't. I also remember that match kind of being all over the place. Yeah, it was. And I don't remember liking it. So I had my reservations, mm-hmm. but it was good. No, I was definitely It was fine. Yeah. Like I said, there were good moments. Yeah. And it, it started well off paced. a little slow. Yeah, well. But, but I, as you I, said, yeah. The first two teams kind of have to set a slower tone 
And then you have each team come in and kind of pile on, and then yeah. you can do all your fun stuff. So the first, I mean, not every chamber match can start with a five-minute technical wrestling match. Agreed. It doesn't. It doesn't have to start that way. Yeah. So unless you're John Cena and AJ Styles, or you know, unless you just have a situation where that's the story you want to tell. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, was it a bit sloppy at first? Yes, but uh, that doesn't take away from the match as a whole. I thought it was a rousing success, mm-hmm. uh, easily up there in um, in the best matches of the night. Oh, by far, yeah. yeah. And uh, honestly, one of the better matches of this whole women's revolution over the last couple of years, and I really, really mean that. So we'll see where this uh, tag team division goes. It's, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get watered down like half of everything else they do. Absolutely, and I hope that it's not one of those situations, oh, the women's tag team titles are going to go ahead and be on the pre-show because blah, 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 blah. I hope that this actually gets a prominent spot at WrestleMania. I really, really do. Well, they have like 18 matches at WrestleMania, so like four of them are going to be on the pre-show. Yeah, well, I hope this isn't one of them. Guarantee you uh, Baron Corbin will be on the main card at WrestleMania and more than there's 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 more of a chance of that then he has earned his spot i will give him that we'll get to baron corbin later yes, in this later in this show the first i don't know if i want to call it a surprise but i will it was definitely a surprise we we definitely were not expecting it considering the circumstances that happened earlier this week the yes. miz and shane mcmahon shane o miz miz o mac whatever you want to call them Ms. the mac, best mac, team Ms. in the world mm-hmm. We're defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Usos. Right, and really quickly, before the match, Miz comes out, and he brings out his wife, Maurice, and uh, they just had a baby girl uh, about a year ago, I think. I think Monroe Sky is her name. They, She's maybe going to be a year old. Anywho, they were saying that whenever something big in their lives happens, they want to go ahead and share with the WWE Universe, so that was one of those moments. And so, uh, apparently, uh, The Miz and Maurice are pregnant again, which is wonderful. Mazel tov to Miz and Maurice. This is absolutely wonderful. Their new season of Miz and Mrs. is going to start on the USA Network here in the next few weeks. So, um, a lot of great things happen in The Miz and Maurice's life right now. Obviously, not necessarily involving whatever happened tonight, but I just want to go ahead and start off with that particular bit of news. So, Mazel Tov to Miz and Maurice. Uh, I know this is not wrestling related, but for those of you that wanted to know, Team LeBron beat Team Giannis tonight. Yes, I did 178 see 178 to 164. Wow. By the way, Team Giannis at one point was up 109 to 89 in the third quarter. 109 to 89? They were up by 20 points. What and did they he lost do? By did, he just, did he say, like, hey, just let him come back? KD, MVP of the All-Star game, by the way. All right. Good for him. Cool. And Your non-wrestling news of the day. Yes, and what were we doing while that was going on? Watching Elimination Chamber. Why? Which, because we're wrestling dorks. Plus, this was better anyway. I Most can't likely. say that of all pay-per-views, though. Yeah. And this is also coming from the guy that watched Money in the Bank 2016 over Game 7 of the NBA Finals when the Cavs came back from 3-1 to the Warriors. That's me. I am that dork. But yes, I would rather see Dean Ambrose win the WWE title. I remember watching Game 7 and then watching this, watching that pay-per-view afterwards. Yeah, no, I didn't Because do it. it was the Cavs coming. Well, it was LeBron winning a championship for Cleveland. No, I know. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's not anything knocking against him. It's just I'm a dork. I will fully admit it till the day I die. The Usos challenging Shane O'Miz, Miz O'Mac for the uh, SmackDown Tag Team titles. Jimmy or Jay, which one? I'm sorry. That's, that's not a joke on getting them confused. I have to just make sure my facts are straight. Right. Jimmy? I think it was Jimmy. Jimmy got arrested 
Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Jimmy did get arrested. I think we were talking yes. about who took the pin. So we were wondering if they were, A, going to still be in this match, B, get completely jobbed out, or C, just get, get removed. Yeah. Either way. We did not, however, expect the Usos to win the SmackDown Tag Team titles, which is exactly what happened. Shocked. So, uh, setting up this match, I'd say the Usos were in control for the uh, beginning part of the match, and then uh, Miz and Shade took over. Mm -hmm. They set up for the big spot. Actually, there were two big spots of this match. The first one was uh, Shade going for coast-to-coast two times in a row. He hit the first one. Yeah. The second one, which you completely lost your mind over, <laughs> which was he hit the first one, and then you're like, the second Uso's going to kick him in the face. And then he did, and you like fell over on the ground over here. Well, it's because I said, how cool would it be if Uso went ahead and super kicked him as he was going he for coast to coast? And it happened as soon as I said it, and it I was did. like, oh my God! Sorry. I probably just blew out the microphone. Yeah, Sorry was, about that. Yeah. Crazy. And I even turned your mic up, too. <laughs> Next time, I'll turn it down. Uh, I'm so sorry about that. So- the second, uh, the second high point of the match was uh, they set up for the big elbow. Which, Shane McMahon, of course, hit the big elbow. Which so, I still don't understand how doesn't that doesn't cause a disqualification. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I just because it's WWE. Yeah, I know. Plus, no. Shane McMahon's not a wrestler. You got to let him have certain things that are. Oh yeah, he's the commissioner, so he sets the damn rules. Exactly. Yeah. So elbow through the table where he hits it. Not a disqualification. However, if he gets put through a table, that's probably a disqualification. Hey, Braun Strowman got involved in his own tag team match and got disqualified. Yes. Uh, So, and again, this is not a joke. I'm making sure. So Shane took out Jay or Jimmy? He took out... he, He took out Jimmy? Okay. So we had Miz and Jay in the ring. Right. Okay. No. I'm sorry, he took out Jay, okay. and I think it was Jimmy. So who it was went Miz ahead. and Jimmy yeah. in the ring. Okay, this makes this even more bizarre then. Welcome to our lives. Okay. So Miz, you would think Miz is just going to take out Jimmy because the Usos are much stronger as a group, whereas Miz and Shade have proven that they have success on their own, but they're even stronger as a team. Yes. So Miz hits Skull Crushing Finale, rolls over Jimmy's limp body, one, two, quick roll up, one, two, three, pin new champions. Wow. So the guy that gets arrested gets the pin and wins the titles for his teams. But his wife is the one who takes the pin in her match when she didn't do anything wrong. Let that sink in for a second. Carry on. So on the one hand, I'm very happy. Very much so. Because we have a team as your SmackDown Tag Team Champions again. Not just a team. The team. The best tag team in the world. The real best tag team in the world. Anybody who's a Young Bucks fan, come at me. You just hate the Young Bucks. I do not hate the Young Bucks because I enjoy what AEW is doing right now. But I'm also not an idiot, and you have to go ahead and call out the greatness of the Usos. They are the best tag team in professional wrestling today. So afterwards, uh, Miz and Shane, both not happy with each other because they lost. You know, Shane was kind of loopy from the elbow. Miz feeling like he cost his team the match. This cut to a segment later in the show where uh, I guess Shane was having his neck or his head looked at or something. Miz flipped out. Shane was like, I'll see you on Tuesday. So I would presume that they're going to get a rematch because he's the commissioner. 
Yeah, even though they don't do rematches so, anymore. Well, it's not automatic rematches. Okay. So they may still get one. I'm just not saying I'm just saying it's not automatic. Good point. So they may get it on SmackDown. They may get it at Fastlane. I don't think it's gonna be WrestleMania, obviously, because it's, they don't have the titles. Right. So do you think that this is setting up for a feud at WrestleMania? I think, unfortunately, it is. Does that mean that The Miz is going to be heel or The Miz is going to be babyface? That's the question. Because I think Miz has been really well-received as a babyface as of late. Okay, but here's the problem, though. Go ahead. I have to believe in heel heat from Shane McMahon. That is correct. and uh, Although... So, uh, unless so, it's going to be a no-disqualification match, which is basically every McMahon match... Yeah. So let's well, except be... the AJ Styles match, but then it became a no disqualification match when the referee got knocked out and AJ brought in the cans and all that shenanigans. Okay, so my point is that you know, cell matches, the matches with the Undertaker, all of his stuff with with him, you know, him with, taking with the crazy Vince. bombs yeah. with with Vince, with Steve Blackman, with Kane, yeah, with Kane, with all that stuff. It's all not wrestling matches, right? So are we saying this is going to be a no disqualification match where then I can actually believe that Shane McMahon's going to beat him up with objects? True, but remember, uh, have, uh, the Miz, Miz isn't the, you're a no disqualification, no holds bar type of guy, never has been. So it'll be really interesting to see him work with that. Um, but the question is, I I tend to believe that the wrestler is the one that's going to go ahead and get cheered in front of the Smarks because if this is going to happen in WrestleMania, that means the Smarks are going to be there. For those of you who don't know what a Smark is, Smark is the one that's going to be rooting for the person who they actually like not for the person who they feel like they need to like, a.k.a. they're going to go ahead and root for the heel, even though they should be rooting for the baby face. Oh, you mean NXT fans? That's correct. Okay. So I can guarantee you that it's going to actually be split 50-50 because a lot of people, and myself included, have come to appreciate The Miz over the past three years because he has improved himself to a point where he should be having a WWE title run now as opposed to when he did in 2011. Just saying. So... It'll be really interesting to see who turns heel and who turns face. If it was me and you want to do something different, why the heck not have The Miz be the baby face in this feud? Because he's gotten so over at this point, might as well go ahead and keep his momentum running. And you can go ahead and... People like to ha hate the authority figure. Triple H and, and, and Steph and Vince are being the authority figures on Raw. Why not make Shane the authority figure on SmackDown like he's supposed to be? Because we don't need another heel authority figure I understand on that, but it's just a great way to get the Miz over. Daniel Bryan is a heel. Why not make Miz the face? I'd rather they just be a tag team lost in a tag team title match at WrestleMania where they just don't exist. But that's not going to be what happens. So if I'm, you're asking me for what scenario I would appreciate, I'd rather have the Miz as a babyface. I agree. Yeah. I agree that that's probably the better outcome. So, I know there it are two. It just differentiates it. That's all. I know there are two things we really want to talk about. So I'm going to rush through part of this. That's totally fine with me. Finn Bauer faced Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a, their words, one on two handicap match for the Intercontinental Title. There was a lot of weird vocabulary. Thank you, Mike around. Robe, for that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, by the way, you were asking. It was Greg Hamilton who did SmackDown at 205 Live. Thank you. And then uh, Mike Rome does Mike main Rome. event. And Samoa Rome. Joe. That's Greg Hamilton. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Randy Orton. Yeah, that's 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 Greg Hamilton for it you. It is, yeah. No tope, suicida. 
That's my uh, boy, Mauro Ranallo. So one thing I just want to throw out there really quickly, because you said one on two. Uh, I just said that there was some weird vocabulary thrown around by WWE commentators tonight. Uh, Michael Cole at one point said, look at this team showing great teamwork in this Elimination Chamber match. It was a tag team match. What the hell else are they supposed to show? That was the dumb. I called him out, and you said thank you for uh, calling out the fact that Michael Cole is a terrible commentator. And I was he like, is. "Shut up, he he's is. not. <laughs> he is. He's not." But that that didn't make me mad. It didn't make me mad. It was, stu- it was a stupid thing to say. It was just dumb. It didn't make any sense. Of course, they are working as a team. It's a tag team match. Carry on. Well, Finn it's... Balor versus Mobby Lashley and Leo Rush. So the whole storyline of this is that Finn Balor beat one of them. Right. He beat, By the way. No, actually, actually, he beat both of them. He beat both of them. Yes. So they made it seem like Leo Rush was going to be a weak point for Bobby Lashley in this match, which turned out to be the truth because Finn Balor just tossed Lashley out of the ring. He hit his finisher, and he pinned Leo Rush. Well, he did the, 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 the flip over the ropes to the both of them, but yeah. So Bobby Lashley looks like a total chump. Yes. So your new Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor. Why I don't know. They should have saved this for WrestleMania. Like I, uh, we 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 complain about the fact that the title changes, the big changes happened at WrestleMania and at the other big four events. However, this moment was truly, to me, supposed to be very special for Finn Balor. Uh, granted, at least the crowd responded well to it, which is exactly what they should have done because Finn Balor is very over. But this moment should have been saved for WrestleMania the same way that Seth Rollins having won the Intercontinental Championship last year was saved for the opening match at right. WrestleMania. I'm going to I'm gonna challenge you on something because I want you to defend your viewpoint very okay. quickly. So after the match, Bobby Lashley was very upset at Leo Rush. Yeah. I realized that the dichotomy is normally the small guy is the baby face, the big guy is the bad guy. Uh-huh. But Leo Rush is the cheesy, big mouth, chicken, big mouth heel. Who and can Bobby go Lashley has kind of been just standing there being a champion. Right. But okay. So Lashley strangled Rush, then thought better of it, then came attacked him. Powers. Yeah, then gave him his uh, so, chokeslam. To me, the people were cheering Leo Rush getting pounded. Right. So it makes more sense for Bobby Lashley to just beat him and be the babyface. Right. Because Raw needs babyfaces anyway. Yes. So, so to, I want you to defend Leo Rush being the babyface of this feud. Because he's smaller? Okay. No, it's not that. I don't have a problem with Bobby Lashley being the babyface and stuff like that. I just don't see the reason why Bobby Lashley was like, uh, what, what, why did you cost me the match? Why, well, why would you do that? Well, because he was ready to spear him. Leo Rush tagged in and cost him the match. He's so. trying to go ahead and prove to him, hey, listen, I'm better than you think I am. Well, Lashley lost his title without being pinned. I understand that. So of course he's upset. Okay, I totally get that. Plus, we need we need fluff for Fastlane anyway. But, but true, <laughs> true. But just a couple months ago, just a couple of months ago, in October, the WWE universe was just booing the hell out of Bobby Lashley. Now you guys go ahead and change your mind. Mm-hmm. Make up your freaking minds, guys. This is the same company that you have fans not care about a character for two years, and now they're just the most over thing in the company. Okay, Kofi Kingston, yes. Not who I'm talking about, but you know who I'm talking about. You're just avoiding it. You talking about Rebecca Quinn? That I am. Rebecca Knox? We're getting to her in a second because the match was nothing. It was the post angle that meant everything. Finn Balor is your new Intercontinental Champion. Shout By the out way, to Finn. If you're keeping score, we both picked Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. We both picked Bailey and Sasha. I was shocked. I was like, 
Mandy and Sony made it to the finals. They're just going to put it on them. And I second-guessed myself at the last second. <laughs> we were right there. Yeah. We both did not pick the Usos, and we both did not pick Finn Balor. That is correct. We were two for two. Yes. Or two and two, yeah. I should say. Ronda came out dressed as Sonya Blade. Because she's, she's the voice of Sonya Blade, Blade yeah. from Mortal Kombat 11, which actually looks awesome, by the way. Yep. Ruby Riot was her opponent. She beat her in a minute and a half with an armbar. Charlotte was ringside. She cut a promo before the match even started. She also cut a promo backstage being like, hey, Ruby, you should beat her and then face me. Woo. Because Charlotte's <laughs> awesome. Well, I also didn't want to blow out the thing. So, woo. <laughs> woo! There you go. I'm sorry. That caught me off guard. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> that was great. Woo. Woo. Woo, woo, woo. You know it, bro. Zack Ryder. I hate that. Go back and watch the uh, woo-off between uh, Kurt Angle and Ric Flair, or the woo-off between Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. Uh, the woo-off between Ric Flair and Kurt Angle was great because Triple H was in the middle of that. Enough! Enough! <laughs> it was great! That was back when your boy Triple H had long hair and that weird like mustache thing yeah, that it curved was... around into a beard, but he didn't really have... It was, it was a weird look. It was beard. It was great because it, it had no go to see. It was a weird look for Triple H. It was badass. Not as weird as him with no facial hair. Oh, dude, he looks terrible with no facial hair. But that was back in his reign of terror. Anyway. That's correct. Reign of terror, Triple H with no facial hair is terrible. No no facial hair, attitude era, Triple H was awesome. Well, yeah, because they're two different characters. Remember, we've spoken about this. There's like 12 different versions of Triple H because it's a parallel universe. He time travels, I tell you. Hey, if he can time travel, that's dope. Literally, he's probably Doctor Strange. <laughs> he, just, he just makes things happen. We should probably talk about the... All segment. right, so Ronda won. <laughs> Charlotte gets in the ring. Yeah. So Becky's suspended, right? Mm-hmm. She attacked. Oh, and, Be- and Becky got attacked by Charlotte on Saturday night at After house Becky show. broke her suspension and interrupted a match between Charlotte and Asuka. Yep. Okay. Which, by the way, Asuka was at a house show. I'm going to say this again. The person is suspended. Where's security? Where are the cops? That's a good question. Okay. So it happened once, like... Last night, yeah. okay, at a house show, mm-hmm. or the night before, whenever it was. Yeah. She's hurt. She got injured worse, right? Mm-hmm. So she's coming out on crutches. She bought a ticket. They can't throw her out. I mean, I bought a ticket for the Royal Rumble. You didn't see my ass getting in Okay. Ring. She also walked to the ring. Where's security? That's a great Where are the cops? Took, I'm pretty sure it took them like about six minutes for security to get out there. So then she rolls this into the ring. This is all just logical things that we're talking about, guys. And we know that it's a storyline. She then rolls into the ring with crutches. Took her six minutes to get in. Charlotte's laughing at her. Rhonda's just kind of standing there being like, okay, let's go. So this is the injured, suspended, whiny, complaining babyface. Biggest babyface. Whining, complaining, suspended Babyface. Still the biggest babyface, but go ahead. Again. I'm not defending it. I'm just letting you know what the, fa- what the fact so, is. So, she starts attacking Charlotte. I think attacking is an understatement. She attacked her with one of her crutches. Beat the hell out of her with one of her Ronda crutches. Ronda is essentially playing the neutral character in this triad. Because mm-hmm. Charlotte's the heel and Becky Lynch is the babyface, sort of. Even though I'm, it's hard to cheer somebody who, you know, slaps their boss, gets suspended. Ronda's and then, a real babyface of this feud. She's just not being appreciated for it. Again. So Charlotte stands there and Rhonda stands there. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. That's okay. They both were. 
Becky, Becky first attacks Charlotte. Yes. Then Ronda grabs the other crutch, and Becky just attacks Ronda. Unprovoked. And, right. Unprovoked. So, again, the injured, suspending, or the injured, suspended, whining, complaining babyface beat up two of your main eventers in your division with no security and no cops. And I'm supposed to root for this character. Why? It's a good question, my friend. And this is coming from the person who likes Becky Lynch. So, in story, mm-hmm. okay, now I realize where this is going, and it's going to make sense because apparently we're going to see Ron to be an idiot, which, whatever, okay? Now, <laughs> that's, it, a, that's harsh, but I get it. That's no, harsh, okay. though. I get it, though. Follow me. Yes, okay. I'm following if you. If I'm, I'm Vince McMahon, why do you not fire Becky Lynch right now? She has every right to be fired, storyline-wise, yes. Why is she not escorted from the building? She was after she beat the crap out of No, Ronda. I'm saying, and clean out your locker, you are fired. Yes. Oh, and we'll also give you a Brock Lesnar no-compete clause so you can't go anywhere. That's what they should do. Storyline-wise. But Ronda's going to go ahead and... So Ronda's going to be an idiot and say, oh, let's put her back in the match and unsuspend her. Well, it's very similar to when John Cena wanted CM Punk, even though CM Punk had been fired or suspended, I'm sorry, by Vince McMahon yes, back in Yes, John Cena, the stupid babyface, yes. Yes. Because babyfaces are supposed to be stupid, right? No! Yeah, I know. So, again, I ask, because there's a term I am not using for this podcast mm-hmm. for a reason. The, I slapped my boss in the face, even though they were literally just asking for an apology. Yeah. I fight my way into the rumble by taking out a competitor, even though I lost my WWE title match earlier in the night. She didn't take out the competitor. Okay. But I get your point. She took Lana's spot. Yes. Without being in the rumble. Lana couldn't go. Okay. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. So she takes someone else's spot, even though she lost her opportunity earlier in the night. Right. Okay. She then gets hurt and whines and complains that this is her moment and she's the best okay she lost her belt and all she's done since she's lost her belt is whine and complain and that's a hero character why i don't know and yet all of you cheer her She's the man. She's not a man. She's a woman. She is the man. A woman. Are you pumped up for the possible triple threat at WrestleMania, Ross? As long as it doesn't main event, yes. Just forget about it main eventing. No, no, it's actually important to me. But you're pumped up for the you're pumped up for the match because the it's, way they're going to get there is going to be more convoluted than I want them to be. But I, sure, why not? Okay, it's the best women's wrestler of all time. Okay, according to me. The most over woman on the roster, and the champ who has improved leaps and bounds above anything and anybody could have ever conceived. Okay. This is going to be a fire match. Is anybody going to be happy unless Becky taps out Ronda in the middle of the ring? Unfortunately, not. Oh, I mean, I, no, they're not. But, okay. I mean, hey, listen, it was. I put this on WWE. Okay. I don't put it on the fans, I put it on WWE. They had her turn on Charlotte. 
They knew for a fact that as soon as she turned on Charlotte, all hell was going to break loose and crap was going to hit the fan. And the way of her popularity was going to soar. Why? Because she's been held down since she got called up. By the way, they can fix the man gimmick with one thing. And now a week away... Ric Flair's birthday's coming up. You're absolutely correct. Now, they have to do it correctly for me to appreciate it, because if she just slaps Ric Flair with without provocation, doesn't count. I agree. Doesn't count. So, they still have time to fix this. Mm-hmm. They still have time for me to fix not- Fix it for you, yes. Yes, for me. That's who I care about. <laughs> me. <laughs> no, that's fair. I don't we, care hey, about what all... they do. I don't care about what the fans do. I care about what I think. That's fine. So, there you go. Okay. So- the whining, complaining babyface left two people who are main eventers who were fully healthy laying because of, oh, by the way, she's wounded with crutches. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell me to root for this person. Don't. I won't. I've been trying to tell you for the past six months you you, you don't want to, which is fine. But I get it. Listen. Because you, you're, you're all uh, fickle. Do not call me fickle, sir. I will call you fickle. <laughs> Where was this love six months ago? Oh, wait, it didn't exist. Fair and if I hear one more comparison to another bald person with a vest, I'm going to lose it. Lose it. He's going to lose it. Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman. I don't care about the match because two other people got involved. Baron Corbin won. Apparently, the story has to continue. Next. Apparently, Braun Strowman can't get over they tried, they tried to have Baron Corbin throw a chair at Baron Corbin to, to replace the Baron Corbin nailing Roman in the face. And Braun Strowman he went just and caught it. Caught it, put it on the ground. It's great. So once again, Baron Corbin, the unstoppable monster, can't win a no disqualification match. Did you say Baron Corbin, the unstoppable monster? I meant to say Braun Strowman. I'm, I'm still upset. It's okay. The WWE Championship was decided in an elimination chamber. That smirk is not helping, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. Someone else does that on TV and it pisses I, me off I too. I wasn't doing it on purpose. I'm sorry. I don't mean to upset the you. The WWE Championship in an Elimination Chamber match. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, and the non-main eventer Kofi Kingston in a six-pack challenge, basically, with pods. Oh, God. Okay. Daniel Bryan, the champion, started the match with Joe. Yes. I was very surprised that they had three baby faces in pods. To me, again, my logic to this was Daniel Bryan was the first person eliminated in the gauntlet match, so it made sense. They could have announced this, but they didn't. But, you know, if you really think about it that way, Who to me, it made sense. Who was the second person eliminated? Uh, second person eliminated in that match was Jeff Hardy. So then by that logic, they should have started with Hardy and Bryan. Correct. Which I would have been okay with. Yeah. And it then baby Joe? Face and heel. Uh, Joe was the first person eliminated, unfortunately. Which... No, no, I'm saying from the gauntlet match. So it went oh, Brian. Was... It went oh, Brian. I'm sorry. The first person eliminated from the gauntlet match was Daniel Bryan, Second then Jeff was... Hardy, okay. and then Samoa Joe. Yep. And then AJ came in, and then Kofi got eliminated, and then obviously Randy Orton beat AJ Styles. Okay. Yeah. So by that logic, they should have done that order. Agreed. So it should have been AJ, but. Second to last, yeah. I would have told you AJ and Joe should have started. I had zero complaints about Joe and Daniel starting. It was because, a very interesting situation, actually. Because Daniel Bryan was playing the chicken heel, running away from Joe. It was great. He, he still had welts on his chest at the end of the night from Joe 30 minutes earlier. It was great. It was fantastic. We then had 
Uh, Kofi. Mm-hmm. Kofi came in third. Crowd loved Kofi. The crowd was he was very over with the crowd tonight. Crowd crowd loved Kofi. Yes, I would say that it was Kofi, and after that, probably AJ. Yes, easily, easily, easily. And then, uh, depending on depending on how you look at it, whether or not it was babyface reaction or heel reaction, I'd probably say Daniel Bryan and or Randy Orton. And then Joe, and then Hardy. Yes, Makes even sense. though they popped very hard when I don't know, they were all for the most part equally over. Well. People are into entrances. Yes. So, Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah. Great. Fair enough. Kofi was in third. AJ was in uh, fourth. fourth. AJ then eliminated Joe. Yes. Your pick to win this match was eliminated first. I don't want to talk about it. I'll leave it at that. By the way, uh, we were both uh, three and three going into this match. You initially picked Daniel Bryan to win, and then, to be different, you picked Joe to close the podcast last week. Um, I just point these things out. I'm an idiot. I didn't say that. I just said you changed your mind at the last minute. I'm calling myself an idiot because I could have been tied with you, and I was an idiot. So, Samoa Joe was eliminated by AJ Styles. It It was pretty surprising for both of us here in the room. Jeff Hardy, to me, was going to be the first person eliminated. And the fact that it was Samoa Joe without even Randy Orton entering the match was mind-blowing to me. Now, uh, Hardy was in fifth because Orton won the gauntlet match, so he was in sixth. Yes. So I don't know why they did the lights thing at five and six because Orton was going to be six regardless. They no. should have just said, there's Jeff Hardy. Yes. Whereas at least with the first two, okay, there's some suspense. Right. So Hardy comes in. He is eliminated by Brian with a running knee. Then we had uh, Orton come out uh, in one of the cooler spots of the match. AJ's about to hit the phenomenal forearm. Orton catches him on the top rope, waits, RKO's him from the top rope, and pins him. Yes. So it wasn't that he caught him in midair. It was the fact that he just caught him and then yanked him off the top rope and RKO'd him. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was lovely. Yes. So at the 22-minute mark, we were down to three men. Yes. Orton, Kofi, and the new Daniel Bryan. That is correct. And mind you, there was also a spot from Jeff Hardy doing the Swanton Bomb onto AJ oh. Styles as he was on the top rope laying down. That was right before that was right before Hardy got eliminated. That is correct. That looked terrifying. It did. So, I thought for sure Jeff Hardy was going to break his neck. Uh, yeah, I, I thought AJ was going to break his ribs. It looked gnarly. It was well done. Props so, to both men. Uh, so Orton and Kofi, they have a history. Yes, they do. It's not a very good history. In not fact, the last time these two were really not in a ring, but in a ring together with any real substance, that's when Randy Orton threw his temper tantrum in the middle of the ring, and it pretty much killed Kofi Kingston's singles push for like four years. Agreed. Actually, it pretty much killed his singles push in general. Yeah. Now, they also had had a bigger feud uh, towards the beginning of Kofi's run, which Kofi got in a couple of victories over him, the, including one in a street fight at the Garden. But yes, for the most part, the story, the history between the two men is a little bit of a sketchered, sketchered past? Sketchy. Sketchy, sketchy. So I was very surprised when Kofi kicks to hit Trouble in Paradise and pinned Randy Orton clean. Shocked. Now, I'm not surprised that it wasn't babyface heel at the end of the match. I think I was more surprised if AJ got eliminated and then Kofi had a 12-minute WWE title match. A uh, 12-minute really good WWE title match. Now, 
I was very critical of Kofi Kingston being in this match. Yes, I'm still were. very critical of Kofi Kingston being in this match. You're critical of Kofi Kingston's career as a whole. Now, I will be a fair man. Thank you. I will say that these 12 minutes were good. Thank you. Okay. At no point did I think Kofi Kingston was going to become the WWE champion. Daniel Bryan sure made you think otherwise, though. Not no. you in particular, just the crowd in Houston, Texas. I'm a big believer that I need to go into a match actually believing somebody's got a shot that person B can beat person A for a title most of the time. Right. So had it been somebody else in that elimination chamber match, whether it was Randy Orton, AJ Styles, or in particular maybe Samoa Joe, it would have been a little bit of a different mindset, especially for AJ Styles and or Randy Orton. Plus, I've said before, I've been waiting for the Big E singles push. Maybe I'm the only one, no, but I've not. been waiting for it. You're not. And repeatedly, when they have one guy wrestle from that team, it's Kofi. So... I will be fair, and I will say, Kofi did a very good job tonight. He did. They gave him a standing ovation at the end of the match, but those 12 minutes, he took a nasty spot uh, in the side of one of the pods. Yes. He, like, bounced off the plexiglass, whereas Nia went through it. Kofi bounced off of it. Ow. So I don't know if that's a Nia joke or a Kofi Kingston joke, but it works. I think it was more of a Nia joke, but the other thing was, Kofi Kingston kicked out of the running knee. That was impressive. Yes, um, it, I, I was shocked that that actually happened. Um, was able to go ahead and kind of get out of the LaBelle lock. You know, I mean, Daniel uh, Bryan twice. Was, twice. Daniel Bryan was exhausted. He couldn't fully keep it in that entire time and shocked that Kofi was able to go ahead and make it out of it. Um, and by the way, Kofi's, Kofi's selling for the running knee was really impressive. I mean, he flipped and got a full rotation of his body. That was great. I forgot to mention this before. Daniel Bryan cut a... Very good promo before this match. Yes, and before Rowan got kicked out of the I, arena. I love this man. He is the planet's champion. He's our hero. He's taking pollution down to zero. That's that's Daniel Bryan. Some son of a gun went ahead and took a sign saying, Captain Planet, he's our hero. He took it from my damn song two weeks ago. So there it is. Daniel Bryan hits the running knee. I believe he hit three of them in this match. Yes. On Kofi. Or was he, it just the two? He hit two. He, Kofi kicked out of one, and he okay. had hit one previous to Jeff Hardy. Okay. So he hits the running knee. One, two, three. Winner, and still your WWE champion, the new Daniel Bryan. They gave Kofi a, a nice round of applause. As he deserved it. X and Big E came out. They probably uh, said, uh, you're the man. Vince really loved it. We're proud of you for putting yourself in this main event spot and performing. Um, they walked to the back and we went off the air with, uh, people applauding Kofi Kingston. Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. Don't be surprised if we get a one-on-one -on -one match between Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan at uh, Fastlane. Well, even if it's on SmackDown, I think we're probably going to get one. That's fine. Which again, I have to mention this and you can disagree with me if you want. Go ahead. I really do think this was going to be the Mustafa Ali spot and they just decided to give it to Kofi. That's well, yeah, uh, reports are saying that uh, the the Kofi going an hour in the gauntlet match was actually supposed to be Ali's spot, so it would make sense if that was the case. I just don't think Ali would have been as over as Kofi was because there's a lot of history. Maybe. 
you know, I mean, Kofi's been in WWE for 11 years, whereas Mustafa Ali just got called up. I understand he's got a victory over Daniel Bryan and whatnot, but it's just a little bit different because the people can connect with Kofi because they've been seeing him for the past decade. That makes sense? That's all. No disrespect to Mustafa Ali. Did Mustafa Ali ever win the Cruiserweight title? He did not. So him threatening for the WWE title would have been his first actual title win in WWE. Right. That's Uh, why I kind of That would have been a big moment. It would have been a big moment, but that's why I kind of had a little bit of a problem with it, just because Kofi's done other stuff. He's a U.S. champ, an intercontinental champ. He's obviously a multiple-time tag team champion. He is one-third of one of the best stables of the last 10 years. You know, it's just that sort of stuff. That's all. No disrespect to Mustafa. It's just Kofi's a little bit different. That's all. Had Mustafa been doing this for a decade, I'd have a different mindset. That's all. I do have a question for you. Was Jinder Mahal ever a tag champion or a U.S. champion before he beat Randy Orton? No, he was not. So, they plucked him yeah. and just made him the WWE champion. I told you this on multiple occasions. When Jinder Mahal beat Dan- uh, Randy Orton for the WWE title, I looked at the TV and I looked up into the wall and I laughed hysterically for 10 minutes because I could not believe what just happened. So, all I'm saying is, it would not be unheard of for them to call up somebody or have somebody in their company just come in and in their first match win the WWE I mean, Finn Balor was a former NXT champion. He got called up to the main roster, and in one month he won the Universal title. So I understand. And then had to give it up a day later. Thanks, Seth Rollins. Just saying. Still love you, Seth Rollins. So I went four and three. You went three and four. That is correct. That puts us at 15 to 14. However, I understand that this was a tougher pay-per-view than – Usual. Yes, and not to mention, I had picked Daniel Bryan. I just decided to go ahead and make an audible or call an audible. It's okay. Next time, don't call an audible. You won't. Yep. You won't. That is correct. That, by the way, by the way, every time you've picked Joe to win the WWE title, you've failed. lost. What does that tell you? Don't pick Joe. Don't pick Joe, even though Joe is my guy. So, we have a full week ahead of us. We have three weeks until Fast Lane, which will be in Cleveland, Ohio. Is it actually three weeks? Well, the WrestleMania is in 49 days. Right. And the pay-per-view fast lane is on March the 10th. Let's see. Okay. We got one, two. Yep. Three weeks. Three weeks from tonight is fast lane. So. Wow. Here's what's even more funny. We have one, two, and then we have our preview show. Holy smokes. So. As I promised on Thursday that I would tell you about on this show, we will have a top five this week coming up on our next edition of the Double Turn Podcast. We will have our news, our notes, our three count, Mm -hmm. pretty much our regular show going over Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, and NXT. Of course, three of those shows will have uh, outcomes from this pay-per-view. Yes, they will. So, we'll see if they make it two for two when it comes to week of or week after pay-per-views of good programming. And not to mention a uh, second consecutive week of strong programming because I thought that Tuesday night SmackDown was a very good show. Well, you thought it was good programming. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I, I, I start to question your thoughts. That's all. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. It is what it is. I know. So, Elimination Chamber... I'm going to say, uh, well, not that I like giving grades or star ratings or anything like that, but I will say... The first three matches were very good. Yeah. The middle of the card, other than the promo or the segment with the women, even though it upset me greatly, that was a highlight of the middle to later part of the show. Crowd is very invested. 
And then the main event was good. Yeah. So I can't really complain about four matches and a segment, including the main event where a person won clean. It's a good pay-per-view. Absolutely. Is it better than the Rumble? No. I also am biased because I was there live. As was I. And it was a really good pay-per-view. So... I think I think it's fair to say that WWE has hit us with two good pay-per-views in a row. I'm very weary of Fastlane because I don't know if we're even okay. Here's here's why I think we're going to get a WWE title match at Fastlane because I think the idea is that Daniel Bryan's going to feel all high and mighty after this win, and then Triple H is going to be like, "Yeah, so you're facing Kofi in three weeks." That way you could have the rematch. That or Mustafa Ali once he gets cleared. Well, what I'm saying is you could have the rematch in three weeks. You could have Daniel Bryan just beat him again. Yeah. And then you could figure out what you want to do for WrestleMania. Which they need to go ahead and figure out really, really quick. And then you also need to go ahead and bring in Asuka back into the fold because that's starting to go ahead and get really puzzling. Well, I'm just saying for the actual WWE title, they have seven weeks figured out. Yes, they do. So Seven weeks is a long time. They have a match for three weeks from now if they want to do it. Yeah. And then they have seven weeks to figure out who he's facing at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Not to mention you throw up on top the fact that you'll probably get Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, which is probably going to be the second biggest match of SmackDown uh, for WrestleMania. Please, WWE, do not give it to us at Fastlane. Don't give us that match at Fastlane. We don't deserve that match for Fastlane. That is a WrestleMania match. Well, that's the thing. I'm weary of Fastlane because I don't know what we're going to get. And here's the thing. We shouldn't even get Fastlane. But whatever, they've already sold tickets for it and whatnot, so what the heck are, else are you going to do? The Q. You going to go? You're, you're, That's a joke. Okay, I, was I don't say. like Cleveland anyway. Cleveland? Who wants to go to Cleveland? What's in Cleveland? Holler at me, Joe Kim Noah. The uh, Cavs won a title there not too long ago. I understand that. It was just, you know, you remember that. It was a great press The Browns conference. made the playoffs, what, 13 years ago? No. They went 10-6 and six and still couldn't make the playoffs with Derek Anderson. Who then failed as an Arizona Cardinal. Yes, he did. And then Brady Quinn failed as a Cleveland Brown and everything else in life. No, actually, well, that's not true. He's doing good stuff with college football. Whatever. I don't know. Went on a tangent. Then there's the, the Indians, Browns. who, you know, it's the Indians. They, lost, they, they gave up a 3-1 lead to the Chicago Cubs. At least they have the Major League movies. <laughs> that's going to do it for your 2019 Elimination Chamber post-show. Yes. Can I mention one thing before we go off the air? Uh, we have an Instagram now. Yes, we do. Uh, the Double Turn Park. Blah, 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 at the Double Turn Podcast. Um, you can find us on there. Uh, Boss Ross and I are handling that IG. So come give us a follow. We'll be posting up all the updates on our w- on our on our podcast. And uh, my our plan is to put up all news and just anything cool relating to WWE or to professional wrestling as a whole. Um, if you guys would like to give us ideas, it would be greatly appreciated. You can go ahead and DM us or leave us comments. It would be greatly appreciated. And thanks for the people who already started following us. It's been great. Uh, you can also uh, find us, Ross the Real Boss 85 That is my Instagram handle. You can also find me on Twitter, BossRossTDT. And, of course, on Facebook, Ross Williamson. You can find me there. With all the other work I do. For sure. So, if you want to hand out your uh, socials, go yeah. ahead and do that. Um, well, you can find me at the one and only JMan19 um, on Instagram. And then I don't have a Twitter because I'm too cool or not that cool. Your pick. And then you can go ahead and find me on Facebook if you want. Uh, Jorge Aquino Rodriguez. Because um, I'm that's me. That is my name. 
Boom. Don't wear it out. There so, it is. That's it. That's all Love we got. It. Once again, that's going to do it for uh, the Double Turn Podcast. Next show, Thursday. Till then, we will catch you on the flip side. Captain Planet, he's our hero.